everyone and welcome to Reality Speaks. Our mission is to teach what is really going on in the world. What is a Christian really supposed to do? What does the Bible really say? Today we are starting a new series where we will talk about the essential element in the Christian life that we call the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is a a list of attributes, some might call it, that is essential to show up in the life of a Christian. It is something the Spirit naturally produces inside of us. So, we are going to hit on the very first thing in the list, really the one that may sum up everything, and that is love. That is where we will begin talking all about love. Um, We kind of hit on everything. What does love really mean? What does the Bible mean when it says love? What do we mean when we say love? We even talk about... um, cows at one point so just uh, enjoy we kind of make it a little goofy from time to time but I assure you this is worth it to give it a listen and maybe to have some fun along the way and maybe learn something so please listen in have fun Talking about looking big, I need to sit down. <laughs> I was like, You're not big, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about uh, pregnancy today. No, we're, we're not talking about pregnancy, although, talking about love, don't say that. We're talking about love, <laughs> yeah, we are talking about love. Um, we have lovely cats running around at the moment, um, lovely. My lovely sister, my beautiful brother-in-law. Yeah. We're all we all love each other here today. We're having a baby. <laughs> Jake in Texas is having a baby. <laughs> my wife's just a surrogate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. This is this is going off the rails already. <laughs> so anyway, let's begin talking about Galatians chapter number five. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about uh, the fruit of the Spirit for the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And Galatians 5, uh, Galatians is kind of an interesting book. I heard someone talking, I've seen some memes uh, honestly going on about Galatians in the past few months, talking about oh, all the other books of and all the other epistles, Paul's like, he says, oh, I love you guys. I love all that you're doing in the churches. He said, but we get about halfway through the first chapter of Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you would turn us away so soon from the simplicity of the gospel? And Paul's mad in Galatians is basically what they're saying. So he starts off in Galatians 5. He's talking about uh, all these unclean works of the flesh and he said you've got idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, all that I tell you before as I've told you in time past, they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
On the other hand, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, <laughs> long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. And that's what we're talking about today. That's what we're supposed to be showing as Christians, is this thing called love. So, let's just ask, what is love? Well, are you asking, what is love in general? What is love in terms of the fruit of the Spirit? <laughs> God is love. Because I feel like, I feel like almost, if you think about it, love in general has a different meaning than it does for the fruits of the Spirit. Well, love in general has well, a... Well, because when I think of fruit of the Spirit love, I think of making sure that, for like, for example, everyone that comes to your church, making sure that they feel loved. That doesn't say what the definition if of you, love is. Uh, for one thing, a bad, how, how, how do you define a bad definition? Uh, that would be a definition that has the word inside of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said, I said example. No. Sorry. Yeah, but honestly, all love... When we're talking about love, when the Bible talks about love, in general, there are two basic words for love that the Bible uses most of the time. In the Hebrew word for love, there is one word for love. And that is... Ahava. <laughs> that is the Hebrew word for love. Absolutely. <laughs> it is Ahava. They have one word that for it. That answers all your questions. <laughs> they have one word for it. You go to Greek, they've got four words for love. That's the New Testament. Because we make it complicated. <laughs> because... Hebrew was the language of the original scripture, and God had one definition. The Greeks were a very worldly culture, and they had to have four. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, first of all, there's storgi. Um, I don't think they say it like that, but that's how I like to say that it. sounded Russian. Storgi? Storgi. <laughs> Storge. I don't know how you pronounce it, actually. It's spelled S-T-O-R-G-E. And that means it's just... You know, the way that you should feel towards everyone. It's, uh, I just kind of like you, honestly. <laughs> I, I generally can get along with you. I don't want you to die and go to hell. General affection. It was like the type of love that you have for most of your family members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. General affection. It's a... The example I was given was actually more like the love of a parent for a child. I don't, I, I don't know if that's great. It doesn't sound like general. <laughs> it says affection. general affection. You know, like a parent for a child. I, I don't it's know. Like, yeah, I generally love you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they have philia. That's where you get the word Philadelphia, the, like the city of brotherly love. Yes. Philadelphia uh, is about love. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, philia means yeah, that is Philadelphia the way that you feel towards your brother or your sister. That's the definition we were talking about a second ago. I don't necessarily want you to go to hell. <laughs> I don't necessarily want you to go to hell. <laughs> I, I, I will put up with you. I will punch you in the face. And then the next day, I will hug you. <laughs> or even the next day. It's the way we can get along with each other no matter what. <laughs> and then, um, Eros, 
That's the love that... Um, she doesn't love it. <laughs> husbands and wives are supposed to have for each other. That's the love most movies are written about. <laughs> she left. She doesn't. She left the room. She doesn't love her husband. Eros. That's um. She doesn't love this podcast. That's where babies come from. <laughs> that's how we get babies. Love. Yeah, that's the romance. And then the last one is the only one I know. <laughs> Agape. Agape. <laughs> that is Jesus the word that love. most people talk about. That is unconditional love. A guppy. The heart of a child. A guppy love. Um, unconditional love. That is the love that most of the time we're going to be talking about. That's probably the word that Paul wrote here. I don't have a Strong's in front of me to confirm or deny that, but that is the word that is generally talked about when you talk about love verses in the Bible. That's the first, that's the love that they were talking about when they said God is love. <laughs> that is the love that the entire New Testament spends most of its time talking about. Love. True. Yeah. One of the most interesting things about the fruit of the Spirit, though, is that some people say that the... Uh, this is mistranslated. What's mistranslated? Why? Uh, this verse here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. How can that be mistranslated? The first comma is supposed to be a colon, is what they say. How does that change anything? The fruit of the Spirit is love, which is... Joy, oh, peace. Oh, so like before. love subtitle. I've heard that before. Like, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Bullets. Yeah, and all the rest of these are examples of, love. are examples of how that love shows itself. And obviously, when you're talking about love, this isn't the most famous spot either. True. So let's just kind of look at that. 1 Corinthians 13 is where you get your famous love chapter. The one that they read at weddings because that's what that's about. True. And it's not not about it, but it's supposed to be about a lot more than just romance. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what I heard put it, put it this way: Read First Corinthians thirteen. If it doesn't apply to the person that you're thinking of marrying, don't marry them. If you can't replace, if you can't, so and so's name with love. Yeah. What? In this case, it says charity. In this love. case, it does say charity all throughout. But in any Bible translation other than King James, pretty much, I think, it says love. Yeah. Um, it says, love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy. It vaunts not itself. It's not puffed up. And honestly, when you look at these, it really does apply to the other fruit of the Spirit. You get peace in there. You get joy. Uh, it honestly describes it rejoices and how it rejoices and yeah, all, all these other things. It, it's got hope. It's got peace. It's got all those other things in there. So it really does kind of sum it up. Uh, so it, it is a good example. Um, love is all throughout the Bible. It, Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. The God is love. It's all in there. So, um, so based on kind of this talking, how would you define love in how we're supposed to be doing it, though, as Christians and what we really mean? Okay. 
You said okay. Like, I know. I said something. okay. Like I was going to say something. Uh, so, do, do you uh, have thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess you said how, as in how we're supposed to be doing it. How we're supposed to be uh, doing it, or in general, just what do you think when I say what does love really mean? Yeah. Because as Christians, we are supposed to love. Yeah, it, it kind of brings me back to what I said earlier, which I used more of an example instead of an actual definition. Yeah. Which would just be like, we have to have the agape love, I guess. No. Which, I mean, well, for people that come into the church, no. just, you don't agree? Agape love is well, love I'm meant, for God. Okay, it, so it, I'm, it's the I'm unconditional, like unconditional love of God. Yeah, okay. We should it's try the to way. love like God. Yeah. Right. yeah, I guess that's, that's what, what I was mean. trying to say. Love like Jesus. Okay. I just miss him. Love I like Jesus. Yeah. When people come in to the church and they smell like Funyuns. And they... I like Funyuns. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta love them. <laughs> you, you gotta Even love them. Even if you em. hate Funyuns. <laughs> Funyuns remind me of my memo. I guess. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Not because she smelled like Funyuns. <laughs> she fed me funyuns. <laughs> My mom died in a funyun related accident. <laughs> My my dad died in a funyun accident. I, I am I am offended. My my mom didn't die in a funyun related accident either, which <laughs> I doubt that's, that. That's that's how you gotta <laughs> love people. We we have to love people. So that we will put up with them no matter what. Yes. Yeah. And um, it, it's not just put up though. Yeah, it goes true. beyond put up. Yeah, with. put up with isn't really unconditional love. That is. It uh, is yeah. and it isn't at the same time. I mean, in some cases, that may be the best you have to offer, but it's not supposed to be the best. You unconditional have to offer. love. Sometimes you might feel like you're just you. All you can do is put up with them, but in real unconditional love. <laughs> You don't feel that way probably even 10% of the time. Honestly, I heard something from Mark Morgan today uh, in a message of his. Um, it's called The Message of the Last Apostle. And it is going to explain everything that I could possibly think to say today much better than I could possibly think to say it. Because he's way smarter than me. Uh, so just go look that up. The Message of the Last Apostle. Uh, but he did say something about love. He was talking about it. He said that love is a lot less about actions. And it's a lot more about forgiveness. So, I'll take that. he put it this way. He said, how do we know that Jesus loved us? He, he died for us. Yeah. How do we know that he loved even in that moment was the fact that the man he something very interesting he called he called Judas friend and he called Peter Satan because one was getting him to the crucifixion and one was trying to keep him from it yeah because his entire purpose on this earth was to die for us because greater love hath no man than this than he lay down his life for his friends. How do we show God's love to people? Greater love has no man than this <laughs> than he lay down his life for his friends. If you show someone you love them, you have to kill yourself. That's not right. <laughs> no. 
the way he actually put it in this example. So someone comes in this room with a gun. Are you going to shove your pregnant wife in front of them or are you going to jump in front of the bullet? I'll take it. <laughs> and he, take it. he said, that's my argument against the Trinity, by the way. He said, if a man comes in with a gun, I'm jumping in front of that. I'm not shoving my son in front of it. There you go. <laughs> he said, he said, so really what we're saying, we're, he said, the argument for the Trinity is really, uh, he said, my argument against it is this verse that says God is love. And in my case, I just don't think love shoves someone else in front of the bullet. I yeah. actually heard, um, of a famous singer, I can't remember who it is, um, who actually said that he doesn't believe it's right to sing about the cross being beautiful because all it was was a father killing his son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's where an argument of issue comes up. That's why. Yeah. yeah, but really, that it is can a... be problematic. <laughs> It can be problematic. In fact, a lot of... I, I've seen so many people that do believe in it that uh, have so many questions and their answer they always come to is, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I actually was talking to someone and they said, I said, yeah, honestly, the Trinity has never made sense to me. And she said, well, if you made sense, he wouldn't be God. I've heard people say that. What do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's continue this conversation another time. <laughs> uh, that because in that moment we're here to do homework. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is there's so much of this that we've gotta do. We it, love explains a lot of questions. <laughs> When, you, when you're able to give the answer that God is love, it answers, why did God do that? Other times people say, well, why did God do that if God is love, though? How, if God is love, why did he do this horrible thing? Yeah. He loves us too much to let us be idiots. He loves us too much to just let us stay in sin. Should we sin more that grace may abound? Forbid it, Almighty God, was Paul's words. Mm -hmm. So, there's just a lot to that. Because there's so much more to love than just letting us be unholy <laughs> yeah god loves us too much to let us be unholy because holy is what makes it to heaven <laughs> so let's just kind of do some more looking at this whole love concept by just um kind of breaking this up a little more in first corinthians 13 so uh, the in, the interesting thing is the opener here. Even though I speak with tongues of men, of angels, I have not charity. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Yeah. Uh, what Brother Morgan 
I may refer to this more than once because um, I just listened to it today and I was like, wow, that's like everything that I could have wanted to say today and more. Uh, really, just go listen to that message. It's really good. <laughs> he was talking about, he said, the church in Corinth, you could walk in and they would have the gifts of the Spirit going every single possible direction. Uh, they would be... Oh, speaking in tongues and then someone across the aisle would speak in tongues back at them and they, they'd be given words from God. And he said, have you ever been one of those services where someone used the gifts of the spirit to say what they wanted to say? I had images in my head of stories I've heard <laughs> of things I've seen. Yeah, I, I, I have heard things and I have seen things. And he, he said, yeah, that's the type of church you're walking into. And Paul's message to him was this. He said, look, you can speak in tongues all you want. You can be healing people all you want. You can be, have miracles and words from God. But if you aren't loving people, you might as well be a clanging piece of metal. <laughs> A nasty disconcordance. Background noise. Background noise. He goes on to say, If I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all ministries and knowledge, and though I have all the faith, which is another fruit of the Spirit, so that I can remove mountains, but I don't have charity, I'm nothing. He, he said, And though I bestow all my go goods to feed the poor and Give my body to be burned and don't have charity. It profits me nothing. He said, Brother Morgan's words was this. He said, if, if there was a guy that could do all this, he'd probably be preaching every conference we got. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you want preaching at your church. The guy who can understands every single thing that the Bible's got to say. He, he has words from God. And he, he stands up and he can say anything and work all the miracles in the world. And he's got the faith to move mountains. Yeah. But Paul said, no, 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 slow it down. Slow it down. There is a, something much more important than all the gifts of the Spirit. And that is love. Yeah. You that, gotta be given not what you're receiving. That is love. It is absolutely necessary. It is absolutely essential. So, how do we show love? Well, part one. Charity suffers long. If you love someone, how long does it take before you punch them in the face? Because they snore at night. <laughs> uh, I've yet to not hit my wife. Not in the face. <laughs> I'm not gonna hit my wife. I well, I'll <laughs> tell you this. But, yeah. When he started doing stuff, I'm like, Ugh. Not very long for Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. She's not punched me yet. When we've stayed over over snoring. No. Oh, over snoring. No. Uh, we, we stayed in, we stayed in enough hotel rooms where I woke up the next morning hearing, I couldn't sleep at all. <laughs> because it was every other beat, there was a snore someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, 
But it's worse stuff than snoring, obviously. Charity, love can put up with being lied to. Mm-hmm. It can. I'm not saying that it wants to be because later like on me. it goes on. It goes on and say it. It goes on to say some more stuff about rejoicing in the truth. But Jesus put up with nails. He put up with whips. Yeah. He said multiple times, "How long do I have to put up with you?" You can read it many times in the Bible that Jesus said, "How long do I have to stay with you people?" He got frustrated, he got annoyed, but he never once told anyone to leave. Yeah. He never told anyone to leave. They always left to their own accord when they just couldn't handle the truth bombs he was dropping anymore. But, charity suffereth long and is kind. And is kind. That goes a step beyond put up with you. So long suffering, I'm going to sit through this annoying tirade of yours just a little bit longer. I won't sarcastically back talk to you. I'll do this. And then it's kind. So what does kind mean to you? How can we be kind to people to show love? Uh, just have time for them. I think a big part of kindness is just I don't know how to say what I was thinking. Thing is, kind is more than just dealing with someone and kindness is more than listening kindness is listening to someone and doing more than listening but like not doing more than listening but actually doing the definition of listening so like if someone's getting on your nerves sit back and think why are they actually saying this not why am I annoyed but what can I do to respect what they're thinking. Yeah. Mm. Respect what they're thinking. Don't just be thinking of your answer to the question. Yeah, actually. Don't listen. just be thinking of here's how I'm going to respond when they get done. Yeah, don't listen for a response. Listen for listening. Yeah. That I, might not be the definition. Uh, that's an aspect of kindness. It's not the definition of kindness. Yeah, I, I mean, it is kind. Kind is. But that's. Long suffering is sitting by and just, okay, I'm willing to stay here. Mm -hmm. Kindness is, I'm willing to help you. Yeah. It envieth not. So, it's not going to want your stuff. It's not not here just to get what you got to give. Ain't going to steal. I'm not going to sit here just because I want what you can do for me. That, that goes to the, I don't care what you smell like, I don't care what you look like, I'm going to be here no matter what, because... I love you. I love you. <laughs> because I love you. Because I love you. <laughs> so I'm just here for you. I'm not here for what I can get out of this. Because, let's be honest, um, 
what if you can't get nothing? <laughs> Some, one of the best things about Jesus was he showed love to people that really couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah, sure, he could have been after Matthew for his money, but he wasn't. He was because he was just as much there for lepers and beggars and <laughs> prostitutes and broke widows and dead people because they really can't offer anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> they stink. <laughs> he stinketh. But master, he stinketh. Yeah, so it envies not. And it's also not here to say, huh, look what I did for that guy. Charity vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. Boasting. It's not going to brag. It's not going to say, hey, you know what? I just dropped $500 in that guy's pocket. He don't even know yet. <laughs> he don't even know yet, but he's going to be happy tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? And then when the guy gets up to testify, someone gave me $500. They're going to be like, me. It's me, bro. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) No. It's not, it's not, look how loving I am. Look how loving I am. I am so loving. Because love is never about you. If it's about you, then it's not love. True. Yeah. It does not behave itself unseemly. That was an example of behaving unseemly. <laughs> uh, but also, what are some other ways behaving unseemly might be? Yelling and screaming. Throwing things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally, yeah. Those are some good examples. <laughs> well. Yeah, it, love. Pushing people, hitting them. How in the could face. you be talking to them when you know I don't like them? I thought you loved me. <laughs> I thought we had something special. And then they just proceed to become the most looked at table in the restaurant as you break up. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, uh, it's just making the situation uncomfortable for everyone involved, and it can go more than one way. You can be so showy that you embarrass someone in a different direction. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It can go more than one way. Unseemly is just inappropriately. Don't be inappropriate. Don't be inappropriately mean. Don't be inappropriately um. Other things? <laughs> uh, yeah, show love for everyone in the room, please. Uh, not necessarily the same way. I don't know. Um, love is not looking for their own. We kind of went over that. It's not out for what's in it for me. It's not easily provoked. It This, this doesn't cause <laughs> love. Uh, this, you can't annoy love too much that love is done. <laughs> it's like, shock. I don't love you. <laughs> Smack. Yeah. <coughs> Texas knows I love him. Yeah. So. Because he annoys me all the time. Yeah. Love. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I have not yet that that dog that likes to interrupt our podcast from time to oh, time. I love her. 
she hasn't provoked me to actually hurt her yet. <laughs> Punk. Uh, the cats life. that decided to interrupt the final moments of our podcast a few, 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 like season one ago, <laughs> decided to climb up the curtains as we were doing our closing prayer. No, love is the fact that that cat is still here with us today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not dead yet. It's we we love you people, and there's plenty of people who have tried to provoke me more than once. Maybe not knowing they were trying to provoke me. I don't know. But love is not easily provoked. Um and it doesn't think evil. What do we what do what's what's it mean we don't think evil? Maybe that's the punching part. <laughs> Maybe. But well, what about thinking not thinking I was just kidding. On the other hand, I don't think you're out to get me just because you did that. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm think, not thinking not the worst paranoid. of you. I think thinking evil Trusting. is a lot is a lot worse than I think it's more sinister than thinking of just punching someone. I think if you're like thinking in your head like I think it's about trust. I'm gonna punch that guy in the face. I think it's not I don't think it's necessary. It can go beyond just, I think it's like I'm gonna break into that guy's house and start a fire in his bathroom. <laughs> I think it's about trust. And also, yeah, okay, I don't think of doing evil, and I'm not going to think that you're out to get me either. Yeah, I think that might be more. I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't, you know, my best friend's talking to someone that's not me. I bet he doesn't even like me anymore. <laughs> You gotta trust. Are you still my friend? That they'll come back. <laughs> are we? Are we good, bro? Do Do you still even like me? I bet you don't even like me anymore. Not that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> don't be thinking everyone's always out to get you. That's that's not love. Love, and even if, even if someone meant it with the worst of intentions. That person is still redeemable, still okay, and he's we can still be we can still be cool if they're up for it. Because it bears all things and it's rejoicing not in iniquity. I'm not happy if you're sinning. And that's love. Mm-hmm. Even if it's easier if they're sinning, you still don't be happy about it. Yeah, I'm not happy that sin happened. So, let's let, let's go to the romantic section here. If you're with somebody, and they want to sin with you, don't be with them. That's you can't be happy about that and love them at the same time. It's fair enough. Well, that's not doesn't even have, that doesn't even have to be romantic. It can be that can be any situation. Yeah, and, and I know, yeah. but I'm just using the romantic <laughs> section. But by that I mean, if y'all wanting to, y'all wanting to do the fornication, no, Jesus. that's not love. <laughs> let's go burn some cows. And on the other hand, your friends, if your friend is saying, "Hey, let's go break into the liquor store," let's go burn some cows. Let's go burn down someone's cows. <laughs> Burning cows is probably a sin. <laughs> It's destroying is property. It? I would say I that. Bet it is. I bet 
they burned cows in the Old Testament. Yeah, but yeah, that was they burned what, more that than was, a few. We're not burning cows for God here. We're Jesus burning cows to destroy someone's law. property. That's a little different. And no, we're not happy about the sin. <laughs> we're we're not happy with you cheating. We're not happy about so my best friend lied to pass the test. My we're not happy that my best friend lied to get behind his wife's back. No. Yeah. Bro code don't go. <laughs> bro code don't go here. If you really love you, bro. To the person who asked lie. burning burning cows, um, I don't know either. <laughs> What you do when you're bored? <laughs> that is not what you do when you're bored. You burned cows before. No. Gosh. No, it's sin. You can't do that. Well, I I have burned some cows on the grill in the past. I have done that too. But that's not what I feel like that's not what we but were not picturing lying in our cows <laughs> Chick-fil-A burns cows. <laughs> Chick-fil-A doesn't want you to burn cows. <laughs> They they want you to eat chicken. Eat more chicken. Uh, <laughs> Insert Chick Fil A ads segment. We are hashtag not sponsored. sponsored hashtag by... not sponsored. <laughs> Chick Fil A doesn't want you to burn cows though. Chick-fil-A they want you to eat more chicken. Why do we have to burn cows? I really don't remember. Because it's uh, because that would be rejoicing in sin. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it rejoices in truth. And here's the truth. We have never burned cows. <laughs> and Chick-fil-A doesn't want to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Chick-fil-A should sponsor this podcast. Where are you? Where are you, Chick-fil-A? Are you even listening right now? No. <laughs> look, look. I'm, you may not have been able to get Kanye to be president Chick-fil-A, but you could like, greatly increase our podcast revenue. <laughs> or just get us Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or just like maybe some free sandwiches. Mac and cheese. I don't know. Anyway, rejoices in truth. What's truth? What is something that isn't a lie? Sanctify them through the truth. Facts. Thy word is true. The word is truth. That is true. What is truth? I'm pretty sure Pilate asked that question to Jesus. I was quoting. Yeah, Pilate asked that question to Jesus. My Sunday school book says that Pilate wasn't asking that question. My Sunday school book says that he was saying. What is truth? I, I've, I've interpreted truth? that way a few times. Yeah, because Pilate was like, this situation's stupid. Pilate's like, murderer go, this dude's innocent. He's like, yes, Jesus. What even is truth? That's that's the way I interpreted that on, on a few occasions. Yeah. But it, it is a good question. It's a relevant question. Oh. And it is an important question to say, what does love rejoice in? Oh, yeah. What does love rejoice in? It is rejoicing in truth. Here's the truth. The word of God is truth. The the truth is that love conquers all. It it, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's truth, and that's the next verse. The truth is Jesus. Jesus is the truth. I'll agree. You are the truth. Give me a love for truth. That's what Dylan Woodward says. Uh, yeah, we... Love is always wanting the truth to come out, no matter what. So, 
even if lo- the truth may not necessarily look good on the person that's loving, it still is going to rejoice. Yeah, the truth came out. That's important. A lot of people are wanting truth right now in their media reports and in their polling places. Uh, yeah, a lot of people want truth right now. And not everyone's going to be rejoicing when the truth comes out. No matter which... Some people won't believe the truth. And some no, some people aren't going to believe the truth whenever it comes out. Denial. If it ever comes out, one day all will be brought to light. That's what everything whispered in secret will be declared in the housetops is what Jesus said. And we need to be able to rejoice when that happens. And I'm not about to say what I think the truth is because honestly I don't know when it comes to present news. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. No one knows, but a lot of people think they know. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people think we they are know. convinced. It'll be I. But no matter what, we need to rejoice whatever the truth is. And the truth is that when this all comes to the end, oh, someone's gonna be in charge here, so be happy with it, rejoice in it. <laughs> Uh, but truth, uh, not truth, love bears all things, is able to put up with anything. It believes all things. It's always going to believe you. It's always going to stand with you unless you're not in the truth. Yeah. And it hopes all things. It's always going to hope that the right thing happens for you. It is always going to endure all things. And it will endure any lie, anything told to it. It's going to stand no matter what. Charity never fails. If Prophecies will fail. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will vanish away. We know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part will be done away. So... Until the very end, love will stay. And by the very end, what do we mean? What's the very end? In time. Not in times. The very end is when Jesus is sitting on the throne and we're at the judgment seat. Yeah. At that point, that's when it says, charity never fails. Prophecies at some point will no longer be happening. At some point, no one's going to be speaking in tongues anymore. And at some point, whatever we know is irrelevant. And when that happens, that's when Jesus is sitting on the throne over everyone. And we all see him face to face. That's when that moment of full understanding is going to come for everyone. And guess what? Even in that time, Jesus is still going to love you. Yeah. Jesus is still going to love you. But love rejoices in truth and does not rejoice in iniquity. Yeah. So Jesus loves you forever. What's that mean? Does that mean that Jesus is going to let everybody go to heaven even though he loves everybody? No, if there's not truth in you. Yeah, it rejoices in truth. And Jesus ain't going to rejoice if heaven's full of a bunch of liars. Liars. Because all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Penny pushers. Penny pushers. Okay. <laughs> that's like, isn't that, isn't that? I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's ignore that. I don't know. It's not important for the point that was being made. Right now, 
we don't understand everything. We know in part, we understand in part. At that point, we're going to be face to face. We're going to see Jesus face to face. And the same type of love that Jesus has is the same type of love that we need to have. So, at what point do we need to be willing to get rid of someone forevermore? What do you mean? What point do we need to get rid of someone forevermore? You mean like give up on them? Yeah. Never. What yeah. love them? Yeah. If we're showing love, we've got to be willing to do exactly what Jesus did. And what's Jesus willing to do? Jesus is willing to give us a chance. They're like abusive and like doing awful things to you 24-7. You don't have to be their best friend, but you just still don't give up hope. Yeah. One day that will Exactly. Like, Jesus, I honestly believe that Jesus still, um, Jesus still mourns, in my opinion, for everyone up until the moment that they are burning in flames. He's still holding out hope for him. I'll agree. Yeah. So, at that point, when they have completely, utterly rejected him, and there's, uh, it says that heaven's going to be silent for how long? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. minutes. There will be a space of a half an hour of silence in heaven. Yeah. And one of the things I've heard said, and I feel like it may be one of the best ways to say it, people are in awe of God. And God is mourning for loss. Yeah, it's, it's like every soul that He held out hope for, believed all things, hoped all things, and endured all things for. Well, at that point, it's over. It's over. Victory's won for. Victory's won for those it's won for, and it's too late for those it was too late for. Yeah, but. What it says here is, there abide of faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. So until the end of time, we've got faith, we've got hope, and we've got love. And those will be forever. There is an eternal hope. There's an eternal faith. And there's eternal love. But the most important, the chiefest thing, the thing that matters more than anything else is love. So, if Jesus is holding out for everyone till Judgment Day, how long are we supposed to hold out for everyone and keep on showing love? Till Judgment Day. Till Judgment Day. Just the same. Yeah. Not until it's too late for them. Because <laughs> we're, we're... Yes, but like you said, the abusive situation thing. Um, yeah. Um, what's your duty there? <laughs> well... Do for them what God does for them. Do for them what God does for them. If they are actively trying to show love to you, you can be actively trying to show love to them. Mm -hmm. If, however, if they reject him, he doesn't have to be in their corner every second of the day. He will let them do what they want to do. Yeah. So you don't go hanging out in their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can you can pack your bags. You can leave. Because punching you in the face is rejecting you. Just just in case you didn't know. 
Punching you in the face is rejecting you. Calling you a hopeless loser is rejecting you. Am I missing anything? <laughs> yeah, Texas calls me a hopeless loser every day. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's untrue. <laughs> no COVID. Sorry. <laughs> Just take The way that we show love is... By giving someone the best chance that they have for heaven. Yeah. The way that we show love is that we sacrifice ourselves when it's appropriate to sacrifice ourselves. Give sacrificially. Take care of someone. Love someone to the best of your ability. But if they absolutely reject it, still love them. Yeah. But it is okay to love from a distance. And you don't have to be romantically involved in someone to love them. Yeah. You you don't have to live in the same house as someone to love them. You don't have to hang out with someone every day to love them. Jesus loves everyone. We should love everyone. That don't mean be best buds and go out for coffee every day. No. If they need to go to jail, they need to go to jail. <laughs> If they, uh, if they need to be in someone else's life that's not yours, they need to be in someone else's life that's not yours. I mean, honestly, not everyone is meant to be best friends, but everyone is meant to love each other. Mm-hmm. Is there any other final thoughts on this? I think we have about tapped out everything I can think of right now. I mean, I know there's way more on this topic. There's a whole lot more to be said about love. The Bible's got a whole lot more to say about love. But I think this might be enough for today. Uh, Has anyone got any questions? I will be fine to answer some questions. We've still got a little bit of time here that we could hang out and talk about this very uh, honestly complex topic. It's a big word. It's got five different definitions in the Bible. (laughs) Love has five different definitions in the Bible. There are five different words for it. Um, I, I touched on the meaning before, but basically it's just, it's about the same in the Old Testament. Uh, so I, I'm just going to make sure that I actually got that exactly right. Uh, yeah, um, love. L- love is that the meaning of the word that's the meaning that google will give me <laughs> but yeah that's basically it ahava is love ahava that's what you should have named your child that reminds me of willow and stitch <laughs> i like corbin better <laughs> <laughs> you should have named your child ahava Ahava's actually not an ugly name just not for a boy <laughs> the, the reason i said that is because when i pulled it up on google it said the meaning of the name Ahava is of Hebrew origin and means love. I'm like, who's naming their kid that? I've not met anyone named that, but it's a cool I name. Imagine a kid named Ahava. Ahava. Ahava skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. 
Um, skateboard. Love skateboard. That's what your child's gonna be. Name it Ahava Skateboard. I've heard of a kid named. Um... <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> I can't remember. This podcast Never is mind. a mess. <laughs> Janet says she loves all of us. We love you Thank too, you, Janet. Janet. Wish you were here. <laughs> do you? What are you doing? Wish she I was in up, your house dude. today. Well, I, I drank too much water for this podcast. Okay. My stomach hurts. All right, so I think we're gonna close out in prayer because this is kind of ending up everywhere. We've tried to burn down cows and name our kids after skateboards. So, uh, hope you guys have had fun. We are going to close this out in prayer, though. So, um, Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for each and every person that's tuned in. We pray that something we've said today might help someone to better understand how to love people, how to be a Christian, what it really means to be led of the Spirit in love. And I pray that you would help us over the course of the next few weeks to better understand everything that you have written for us and as to how we should live. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do. In Jesus' name, you are awesome and wonderful. Amen. Next week, we are going to be talking about joy. And not Cheryl's sister. <laughs> no, not, not any person's named joy. Although, I mean, we talked about people being named love, so... Maybe. You're always going to be the guest on next week's podcast. No. No. But we will be talking about joy next week. So tune in. But not enjoy the Have best. a good week. We will see you again next time.